You're listening to DraftKings Network. Hey, everyone. Uh, thank you for listening uh, to today's show. Uh, we just kind of want to give you um, a little bit of insight before the show starts as to why the tone sounds way off on this episode. Yes. This, so this episode was uh, recorded uh, last week um, before uh, really the protests about uh, the murder of uh, George Floyd uh really started uh so it's essentially we're get, you're going to be listening to this episode and you're gonna be like wow they really uh are really uh, glossing over something really important going on yeah they seem to be callously un- <laughs> unnerved by what is happening and and also respect to victor oyoa who in between breaks we talked a little bit about what was happening but that certainly wasn't the tone of the interview, and we didn't want to just release this without any uh, making any mention at all because it just sounds like we're all being wildly disrespectful, and and clearly not the case. Exactly. So uh, that that and that is the main thing. Um, uh, today we're joined by Victor Ulloa of Inter Miami, uh, who is a, a great dude, and we we wanted to make sure we put out the episode and that people got got to know him and just learn more learn more about him because he's. Honestly, awesome dude. Uh, just had a, a kid not too long ago, uh, and 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 we really got a lot. We got to learn a lot about not only what's going on in Miami, but his time in Cincinnati uh, and in Dallas. And uh, he came up through the FC Dallas homegrown system. Uh, so I, I'm glad that we got to have him on. But yes, we needed to address the fact that you're going to be listening to this, and we're not really going to be talking about what's going on. But you can look forward to. Uh, this Friday uh, for the podcast, if you want to hear us really talk about the the the, the protests, uh, the George Floyd uh, situation, everything kind of around it, how it's affecting soccer, uh, we're going to have a big episode uh, about that. That's going to be on Fubo TV on Thursday at 8 p.m. And then the podcast will be available Friday morning. So uh, we will get into it. We will talk about a lot of things of uh, uh, heavy subjects. Yeah. Uh, and you know how important these subjects are to us. Uh, yeah. So we didn't want you guys clicking on this episode and thinking, oh, good, these guys are going to address it. And we absolutely will. And we have. And we can't wait to sort of uh, voice our opinion on what's going on. But unfortunately, that's not going to be on this episode. But like Christian said, you can either watch it on Thursday night at Fubo TV, uh, Fubo Sports Network, or you can listen to it. I'm sorry, Thursday night, where you could listen to it Friday morning when we release the podcast in audio form. Uh, so we just want you to know that we love you all. Today on The Cooligans, we are joined by Victor Ulloa of Inter-Miami. Uh, we talk about him leaving Cincinnati, going to Miami, coming from Dallas, that history. And we and we compare Latino food across all three cities. That's right. You'll be shocked. Cuba wins, baby. <laughs> we also talk about MLS's leaked format. We talk about how the leak got leaked. And then we talk about the threats to the leak got leaked. And we also talk about a bunch of other stuff, including, yo, what is Sergio Dest wearing, my guy? That and more today on the... Cool Hi, this is Ashlyn Harris and Allie Krieger, and you are listening to our best friends and favorite comedians, The Cooligans, <laughs> bitch. Yeah, baby! Okay. Look at this. Look at this. Look at this. The, the, the amount of color on oh, on this they, show. Okay. It's this not is just a lot for a double XL shirt, baby. I'm not gonna lie to you. <laughs> okay. Yeah. They had to. They had to use the the you know the Photoshop gallon of paint tool on that one. <laughs> You know, like, uh, what was it? Where, like, where they're like a CSI, they're like, enhance, enhance. But this time they were like, expand, expand, hold the shift we- button. <laughs> uh, hello, everybody. Welcome to the show. Uh, uh, we are the Cooligans. Uh, hi, my name is Christian Polanco. I'm Alexis Guerreros. All right, we are your favorite stand up comedians. I host the funniest soccer show that you have ever seen. Yeah, and heard and watched. And it's not just that, it also happens to be the gulliest. El Galliest. Let's uh-huh. go. <laughs> okay. Brat and Espanol. I don't know how to say that in Espanol. <laughs> okay. Just put accent marks over the, all the A's. Okay. There's an N somewhere in there. <laughs> and also an upside down exclamation point at the beginning. <laughs> uh, what's up, everybody? Yeah, this is, uh, again, look, we're Living Room FC uh, trying to uh, crush it at home. We're, we're rocking 
Look at look at all the color. Look at all the kits. Alexis, you have you have the Ford Madison kit on. You're really bringing the heat, buddy. I mean the the drip. Look at the and drip. <laughs> Just <'cause laughs> that. One of my favorite internet videos of all time. They killed it with this kit. I saw it was one of the guys that works for Ford Madison tweeted that as soon as they saw the design, everyone in the room's like, "That's it." How can you not? Like when you see this, you're like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'll take it. <laughs> That's right. And uh, Portland Thorns also had an incredible drop. Beautiful. Uh, this is beautiful. Been hot kid summer, by the way. That's right. Megan the Stallion is a little jealous. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don V Commissioner <laughs> is looking at these kids going like, yo, we need to step our game up. <laughs> okay. Uh, we're all out here just be like, I'm a, I'm a savage. Yeah. All right, let's go. <laughs> Rufus. <laughs> uh, speaking of clothing, real quick, you saw Serginho Des posted, right? There's rumors he might go to Barcelona. Homie starts cutting his hair on his Instagram, and he's wearing a full Barca tracksuit. Yeah, it's a, it's it's one of those uh, you know dress for the job you want uh-huh. <laughs> kind of. I deals. know when people were like, "Oh, but he was born in he was born in Holland. He ain't really American." Nah, that boy American. Yo, know? <laughs> when you stand in a sub that's barely a sub, dog. <laughs> Welcome to America, you homeboy. <laughs> that's that's the equivalent of just sliding into Barcelona's DMs, bro. They get it, <laughs> yeah, dog. That's like sending a, a messenger pigeon, but it's an eagle. <laughs> that's what you just did, my friend. When you play for one team. And then you wear a completely other team's full kit. That is the the dick pic of you know soccer transfer. hundred percent. But that's that's a dick pic with your face in it. You know, what I mean? like there's no question. It's it's you. You know. <laughs> okay. No shame in here. No, I didn't Google this joint. I took it fresh. Just okay. for you. I'm saying I'm proud of it, and it's and the lighting is perfect, so I had right. to send it. So what I'm saying is, is I heard your offer and I accept. <laughs> Here's that picture to prove it. I'd be pretty wild to have a men's a men's a men's national team player playing for Barcelona. That'd be pretty wild. That'd be insane, dude. Let's I mean, and go. how great! Look, he he'll play left back, and who's the right back at Barcelona right now? The Dominican sensation, Junior Fipo. So Dest, Dest is essentially going to be Dominican. That's all I, I'm saying. At the end of the day, right? Like, it's a long string, but when you tie them together, that makes sense. That's so how Gino Dest is going to start smoking hookahs on, the, on rooftops. <laughs> so Okay. The only way they should be smoked. Right? <laughs> so, look, man, there's uh, obviously, yeah, a lot of news. Uh, uh, I, I, we should talk about the news with within MLS because there's drama, right? And this is Ooh, this is the boy. kind of drama that we expect from from the the ML, from NFL or the White House, right? Or it, Real Housewives, <laughs> <laughs> or, or Real Housewives, correct? Now we're recording so, this a week early, so maybe maybe something's changed by the time you're hearing this. Exactly, right? So if you're it, if you are uh, on top of if you if you are a subscriber to the Athletic or just kind of on top of uh, you know soccer news, uh, or if you if you saw some spilt tea on the internet, <laughs> <laughs> yes, the obviously the 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 proposal that was uh, out in the news about a, a possible MLS tournament in Orlando, bringing all the teams, bringing the staff, and, and having some sort of tournament. This has been spoken about in uh, for a lot of the other sports as well, and and Florida. Florida's like, yo, come here. We, we Corona, what? Never heard nah, of it. Right? Never heard of it, dog. <laughs> the only virus we have is mojito virus, baby. <laughs> come to Miami. <laughs> so they are just, yeah. DeSantis is just, uh, just he's just like the guy who is trying to throw a house party when his parents are away. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> nah, dude. Invite whoever. We good. <laughs> we good. They, yo, they're out. Uh, they, I'm. They're at the keys. They ain't coming back. Nah, just don't touch nothing. <laughs> or your face. <laughs> In fact, I can't feel my face. It's a party down there. <laughs> so look, the uh, the so this is th- that news came out, and apparently there is uh, still questions and, and and at least a negotiation between the players' union and uh, and the league of of if they're going to do this, maybe possibly also taking a pay cut, uh, and they're still sorting all of this out. But uh, in the athletic, this. All this news came out 
about what the the the, the proposal was and a lot of the details. So how did uh, Commissioner Don Garber respond? He uh, put out a memo to everyone uh, in MLS, every uh, player, staff, everybody. Everybody got it. Janitor's got this joint. <laughs> warning them, saying like, hey, the, the, the leaks – uh, about the news about the potential tournament is affecting the negotiations and you should not uh, leak any information, do not sh- share anything to the press. And he specifically pointed out the athletic uh, because they had done the reporting and the, the, the memo. Well, how do you know the- Christian that there was a memo? <laughs> how do you know? <laughs> the reason I know is because the memo <laughs> then of course was leaked. To was the, leaked. Athletic again. the memo <laughs> threatening people to not leak got leaked. <laughs> Yeah, How crazy so, is that? It's so look. This is uh, that's like I could, if you get in a car accident and then your ambulance gets in a car accident. <laughs> <laughs> what is happening? So look, this there's, there's positives and negatives here, right? Because the positive is that there's people are talking about Major League Soccer. The American soccer media does are are, are they're not letting anything uh, skate by. You, you know, if it's newsworthy, it will be in the news. Uh, so I, I can understand. Um, I can't, you know, Don, I don't imagine uh, Don Garber being upset with the, the journalists themselves. Uh, they're doing they're doing, they're their, doing job. their job. That's their job. But I can understand the frustration with uh, your employees uh, kind of sharing information that's affecting, you know, bringing soccer back sooner. I mean, no, this is the purpose of a reporter. If you're uh, there was a time when this league wasn't covered at all. They could have they could have sent the memo saying, hey, we're going to play completely shirtless and no goalkeepers. And also (laughs) three people are going to get murdered at every game. And it wouldn't have been on the news. It would have not been covered. You know what I mean? It doesn't matter. Like, this is a good thing. I could understand. You saying like, yo, we got to get these leagues under control because the memo I said that about the leagues got leaked. Like, I could understand (laughs) the anger and the frustration that happens. But this is the 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 long con. The long game is this is a, a positive. Yeah, it's because the the reaction to the from the players, uh, you know, I, I think Alejandro Bedoya was very vocal about like, you know, being away from family and 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 uh, you know the, the 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 things he was not happy with with uh, with the deal. And I really, what happens is that as soon as players start publicly shitting on the idea, then other players are like. I don't want to do this. And then yeah, I was yeah. like, oh, bro, this is this is what is the idea we had. Is this we're not still? A, <laughs> yeah, we're still kind of like it's hard for me to hear that when I'm still negotiating. You know what I mean? So a lot of drama. But again, uh, uh, you know, there's like there's no such thing as bad publicity. Right. When it comes to and, and if MLS is the first sport back, let's go. Hey, then we lit. <laughs> Christian, I'm sure you saw this because this was huge. In fact, you did a really funny uh, tweet. I'd love to say I did it, but it wasn't me. Uh, <laughs> FC Cincinnati. I mean, the the wins just keep piling up for this club. <laughs> and by the way, actually, after this break, we'll after the next break, we'll have a former FC Cincinnati player on, so I can't be too rough. But uh, they announced their new coach. Kind of. <laughs> okay. Yes. They got his name right, which is pretty good. You know what? That's one step at a time, my guys. You know? Okay. But the problem is they put the wrong bald white man on the, on the picture. Yeah, they got the wrong photo uh, of uh, head coach of the new head coach of FC Cincinnati, uh, Yap Stam. Yap Stam. Uh, yes, obviously pronounce it. <laughs> played for uh, Manchester United, mm-hmm. uh, a Dutch legend, right? Yeah. Uh, big announcement, but they post the wrong photo which is almost unheard of i'll give you some credit it's not that different of a looking dude so i mean look uh, i have to read the name of the guy uh who's uh, he's another coach i think uh in in uh in holland uh tynus van tunenbroek i honestly you could have made that up i wouldn't (laughs) i did not look this up you could have made that up right now and i would not have no clue look you see them side by side they, they yes, of course, they look very, very similarly. You yeah. not, but when it comes to the announcement of the head coach, this is the big know, one. This is the big one. This is yeah. the big. <laughs> this yeah. is this is the first. You know when they say first impression, you never get another chance at a first impression. Yeah. This is that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, this is it. <laughs> In fact, so, 
the worst part is, is like, it clearly this wasn't like the owner of FC Cincinnati who did this. This was a, uh, a social media admin, you know, someone hired team. to do this. I'm sure there was a team. Somebody found the photo. Somebody was, okay, which photo do we use? I bet you Yapstam's lady or, or significant <laughs> other saw that and was like, I didn't even know that wasn't you. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was you the whole damn time. Oh, uh, honey, you look good in that tie. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Oh, is that it's- my homie Tinius Van Broken Stoke? <laughs> <laughs> Whatever my man's name is. <laughs> sounds like a castle or <laughs> 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 All right, we'll be back with Victor Yoa. I'm Mr. Miami right we after think. this. <laughs> Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to the show so far. Uh, we just want to give you a word from this isn't really a sponsor, but this is we, uh, a great place to donate, I think, uh, in light of everything that's happening. Yeah, there's uh, I mean, a lot of people have uh, just kind of wondered uh, what they can do to help and how, how to support with either the protests or talking about police reform or just getting more informed or uh, anything like that. There's uh, a, a bunch of uh, people doing great work, kind of compiling all that information. Uh, and one of them that was uh, really, really great uh, was a, 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 a link. It's called Black, BlackLivesMatters.card.co. With two uh, R's in card. Correct. And uh, uh, so, yeah, again, BlackLivesMatters.card uh, with two R's, dot C-O. Uh, and if you go to our uh, Twitter page, uh, just ask Soccer Cooligans. Uh, it's our pinned tweet. Uh, you can click on it. You can see uh, it's a big resource. It tells you like a lot of different places you can sign petitions, how to text who and how to text or call, where to donate, even more resources. Exactly, and even information for uh, if you're a protester, what, what to bring with you, what what to what best practices, how to uh, how to stay safe. There's a lot of information there uh, that that I found super useful. Um, there's also uh, another link if you just look at that thread. Um, there's a uh, a, a, a link. Called uh, secure.actblue.com, which is if you want to donate, some people don't know who to donate to. There's a lot of, um, j- there's just a lot of places that you can help support, and, and it could be overwhelming or confusing. Or uh, you, you don't, don't know how much to give who, you know, or you, don't, or you don't even know if it's real, right? That, that's been another like concern. Um, but this is another uh, great opportunity if you do want to donate, like uh, you can donate to, you make, basically make one donation and it splits it amongst about like 10 different groups. Like, so I'll read them. It's Black Lives Matter Global Network, Reclaim the Block, National Bailout, Black Visions Collective, NAACP Legal Defense and Educational Fund, the National Police Accountability Project, Color of Change Education Fund, Unicorn Riot, Campaign Zero, Advancement Project, and the Marshall Project. So one donation to act to secure dot act blue.com slash donate slash a b underscore mn which again you could just click on it if you go to our social media but one uh if you go to our twitter i should say if you one donation will split that up amongst all of those different groups so you'll be able to support the entire lot in one chunk which is absolutely amazing exactly so um yeah please do that if uh you know if you know i know a lot of people are uh not in a place to be able to donate but this is why um uh looking at that resource from from you know the card.co link uh, there's other things that you can do. And it's not, if you don't have uh, money at the moment, uh, there's other ways you can help. So uh, I, I encourage everybody to check that out. Uh, and yeah, all we can say is uh, thank you for uh, listening to the show, for supporting, for for protesting, uh, for fighting for what is right and trying to initiate real change in the world. Uh, so we appreciate you. Uh, with that said, let's get back to the show. All right, baby, we're back. And finally, our guest is here. This is amazing. I mean, this, this is... is we reason, about, go ahead. I was going to say, yeah, another reason to be excited. And they, I, obviously, this is uh, our first Inter-Miami uh, player. So I mean, we, we, I can't, we're, I can't we're rocking, the, we're rocking we, the pink. Yeah, we're kind of wearing pink, right? <laughs> I mean, I got a flamingo. It's not a heron or whatever. Haran. I don't know what they call it. <laughs> I'm not I'm not big on birds. You know what I mean? <laughs> but what I am happy about is this this player. I mean... Grew up just outside of Dallas, right? Mexican-American finally gets to see what Cubans are like hanging out <laughs> in Miami. How much more annoying is it when Latinos talk with their hands? These are my peoples. <laughs> Let's talk to the one and only. You guys know him. Uh, former, first, I think, first homegrown from FC Dallas. Ladies and gentlemen, Inter Miami star, the one and only. Put your hands together unless you're driving for Victor Ulloa. Victor, what's up, brother? Hey, what's up, guys? Finally, it's, it's good to be here. Sorry for those uh, technical difficulties, but I'm here now. 
It's no all good. Problem. We, uh, I'm uh, actually went to school for uh, computer science, so I'm built for for the IT support. So it's all good. Yeah, dude, he gets yeah, happy whenever, like, <laughs> whenever a computer fails or somebody pulls out Dungeons and Dragons. Christian just gets so happy. Yeah, I'm like, oh, somebody needs me. This is good. <laughs> Did someone think I ran out of laptops, dude? I only had two. <laughs> I know, but we, we figured it out, dude. We figured it out. Um, so. You you moved from um, FC Cincinnati to uh, Miami. Uh, when that decision, uh, w- what happened? Beckham called, right? Did Beckham pick you up in the helicopter? How did yeah, that work? Died, you know? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, it was uh, obviously we had a tough go in Cincinnati last year. And uh, it was a, a difficult year for, for the team and, and for me personally, because uh, we, we lost so much and nobody nobody likes losing that much. But at the end of the year, we had to make a decision whether uh, both on my side and on the club. And unfortunately, the club decided to go different ways. And uh, I spoke to my agent and he found me a great opportunity, you know, I talked to, to Beckham and, and he <laughs> said, hey, come on, let's do it. So it was exciting for me and my family, for sure. And we'd love to hear so far. Yeah, was I, he I like, guess. Oh, yeah. You want a cafecito? Huh? You want to put down that horchata? As you can tell, Victor, uh, Alexis is Cuban. Uh, yeah. I don't know if you noticed that yet. Very much. Right, so. It's hard to miss. <laughs> <laughs> For more reasons than one. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that must, it, it must be a little bit, um, it must be weird as a player when you have a, a, a tough year on a team and then the team is like, look, yo, I don't think this is really going to work out between us. And you're like, Oh, okay. Wow. This is, uh, <laughs> Oh, so you think it's me? <laughs> it's, uh, it must be interesting. I'm glad. Look, whenever, you know, obviously going to Cincinnati and, and going to, uh, you know, an expansion team and, and being, you know, them being in MLS is like it, the, the newness is exciting, but then, go right to Miami and then you do it all over again. Right. So it must be interesting. What, what's been the, that, you know, from coming from FC Dallas, being a homegrown and, and in that system where you, you were familiar with it, you were in it for a long time. There was a, there was a culture, there was a tradition and then going from expansion team to expansion team. And what, what's been kind of the biggest surprise to you in that, that, that difference between those three clubs? I think the, <clears throat> the toughest thing for me last year was that uh, it was my first time away from home. I'd been, I grew up in Dallas and I've been there my whole life and uh, to leave Dallas and I just had a newborn baby. I mean, he was one month old when I had to leave and bring my family over. It was just a a different experience. I think uh, it helped me and my wife grow up more and and especially since we were parents now and just adapting to that new lifestyle was a little bit difficult and then getting used to and I'm not using it as an excuse, of course, but um, it, it was our first taste being away from home and our first experience. And I think coming to Miami uh, now back to back, like you guys mentioned, is just we are more experienced with the move. We know what was going on. We we knew we we didn't get that many surprises and and we were ready to take this challenge on. And I think the move to Miami was uh, better in in all those senses, Uh, getting away from home. We were okay being away from our family now. We kind of got used to it last year. And uh, just those experiences really that I had in Cincinnati helped me and get through this time here in, in Miami. Yeah, I mean, that's got to be a tough challenge, right? You grew up your entire life in a city like Dallas. Your girl is from Dallas as well, from the area, mm-hmm. right? I mean, you have a kid and then someone calls you and says, we have to move you to Cincinnati. You're like, what did I do? You know? <laughs> <laughs> Cincinnati is a tough, because it's cold weather. It's just a very different city. It's not It's not nearby. If it was like Houston or something where you're like, all right, that's a quick fl- plane ride, maybe. Maybe it's a little different, but it's got to be tough. Is it made it a little easier? Are you able to see your family? Obviously, outside of the current pandemic, but are you able to see your family a little more now that you're just a little bit closer being Miami to Dallas? Yeah, no, Cincinnati for sure was, the, the weather was crazy. When I got there, it, it was, there was snow, 12 inches, 13 inches. I'd never seen that much snow. It was so cold. You were like, what do we do, get pro- back on the plane? What do we do? <laughs> <laughs> do we come back in the summer? How does this oh work? It was crazy, but I mean, it, it was a cool experience, to be honest. And the, the city really embraced us, and me and my family welcomed us, and the people and the fans were amazing. Uh, I don't know if you guys got a chance to see uh, the matches and the home opener, especially that we had. I'll never forget that, the people there really have a passion and a love for soccer and it was it was cool to see because to be honest i i didn't know where cincinnati was before i I went there before i knew about the team so being there and learning a little bit about the culture there and different and i've been in texas all my life it it was a complete uh change and now here in miami is a little bit more uh 
I guess it feels more like a little bit more home. You see more Latinos, you see more of the Hispanic culture, and you see a lot of Cubanos. Yeah, so, yeah. You know, I don't know if there was that many Cubanos over here. Oh, yeah, hell yeah, baby. We don't have a lot of cities, but we got everywhere. Cafecito everywhere, a little pan cubano. Come on, let's go. Yeah, I'm curious about what the the the, 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 the food, obviously, you know, there's no comparison between Miami and Cincinnati, but like, is it, do you, do you have at least the, the familiar food and options in, in Miami that feel like similar to Texas or, you know, Latinos can be really competitive with, with food. Right? So I know you're probably seeing a lot more options. Uh, Christian's just Miami. trying yeah, not yeah. to say that Cuban food is better than Mexican food. He's trying not to say it. Everybody knows Dominican <laughs> food is the best oh, food, but whatever. We'll, we'll have this argument. <laughs> That would be a good that would be a good poll right there. Mexican, Dominican, <laughs> or Cuban. Yeah, I know. Now, yeah, yeah, we have a lot a lot of more op- options down here to eat for sure. And uh we everything we've tried has been really, really good. Uh I had never really tried Cuban food. So it's been it's been good to to try new food and it's hard to understand them though, man. The accent is so thick. I have <laughs> well, to you know really what it is. You know what it is? It's that it's the voice of angels when we speak. You know what I mean? So sometimes it's hard to hear. You know what I mean? Finally, finally, Victor. I'm just glad. I'm just glad I got somebody on my side this time. Right? I really Victor, guess- you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to send you audio of him and his family talking. If you think Cubans are hard to understand, wait till Dominicans show up. Man. You know what it is? It's funny. It's like I have difficulty hearing Mexicans speak when they're speaking to each other because the cadence really? changes. Yeah, it's very sing-songy. You know what I mean? Cubans, everything we say is yelling. You know what I mean? So it's easier to understand. Understand, you know, it's. I think the whole island is deaf. Is deaf? I'm like, Ma, I'm right next to you, Ma. Going, you? Why you yelling? It's interesting. It's interesting to see all the different, uh, different type of languages. And even though Spanish is, I mean, pretty much the same, it's different to hear it in different accents and different tongues. And it's hard to understand. Even like Cubans are hard to understand. Argentinians have a different accent. Venezolanos and. It's interesting. It's interesting. You hear all of that here down in Miami. Yeah, I'm sure. Like Maxi Uruti must have been Ujoa, Ujoa. I'm like, bro, what? That's not my name. You know? <laughs> Did you throw a couple Z's in there? <laughs> oh. uh, and uh, Victor, I wanted to talk uh, about a this. This was an Instagram photo that you posted uh, a couple. You know, last year essentially. <laughs> I think you know what I'm going to be talking about. But the the photo of you had an injury that of to your head. You got a, you got stepped on by. Uh, during the the hell is real derby uh playing against uh columbus Pro- uh, which, appropriately named for you obviously <laughs> <yeah. laughs> like when i saw the foot when i when i saw it happen i'm like i was scared i'm watching this game and i'm like yo this dude okay uh and i'm glad you were able to laugh about it and also obviously i'm glad that you're okay but uh the fact that you were able to joke about it now how did uh what the hell happened because that's Obviously terrifying. And for those of you who don't know what we're talking about, yeah, David Ockham stepped on your head. (laughs) (laughs) We're in soccer clean (laughs) Man, it was crazy. I had never had an injury like that, but it was a really, really good and fun game. It was really intense. And I remember we went up and uh, they came back and and tied it. And it was the last, the last minute of the game. And it was a counterattack. We had a corner actually, or a set piece, a free kick. And we send it in, the ball comes out. And obviously, I see a calm and he, that guy is fast. So I, I'm dead, 93rd man, and I'm like, oh, no, I have to foul this dude. So I try to hold on to him. He freaking beats me up, could be like a trade. And then uh, I, the rest of it is a little bit blurry, to be honest. I fell down, and then I just I just felt something hitting my face. And then uh, watching the video back, I was like, man, because my, my teammate also hung on to him. So we were just trying to stop him at all costs. And unfortunately, I had to take a a wound to my eye. It was, it was, it was pretty dangerous to be honest after the matter of fact, I had to get some stitches after the game, but I was just glad that I was okay. And it was, it was fun to make a joke at it, out of it uh, later. And, and but I talked to him and he, he apologized, but I mean, it wasn't his fault. I know he didn't intend to do that. If anything, it was my fault for the way that I approached the whole yeah, thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it, the photo what, is like startling because <clears throat> you look like you're taking a light, relaxing nap <laughs> on the floor <laughs> and there's literally a player's boot. Thank God Akam doesn't weigh 50 pounds more or, right. or there would have been an indentation of your head <laughs> in the ground. Like this guy was in metal plates too. Oh, uh, metal dude, I mean, yeah, I think that there was a photo of the injury itself and it, I Obviously, it's terrible, oh, but there's something oh. weirdly the the photo is like the fact that they captured that moment. I don't know who the, right? exactly the photographer was, yeah. but the fact Shout that, they, out to that yeah, dude, like the fact that they captured that exact moment of you, like it, it happened. You're looking at the bottom of the boot, and it's 
Yeah, it looks like you're processing what's literally about to happen. It's like weirdly like dangerous and like artistic and like, yeah. like it's, so, it's, it's like insane. a picture of someone waving as a bus is just about to hit them. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like breaking me out. You're so relaxed. Honestly, what a picture. When they sent it to me, I was like, wow. I was, I was stunned like you guys. I couldn't believe it. Yeah, yeah. I can't uh, wait I was like, I have to make a joke out of it. You have, have to, to you have, have to get that blown you. up in your house so when your kid's old enough, they can be like, what? <laughs> just insane yeah dude uh it, it, it generally incredible I, I had another quote we have uh we had a question from we have a a gully squad which are like our more uh dedicated fans and we had a, a bunch of fc dallas fans who miss you and uh, and had a lot of uh questions but had a, this came from william Higgins. he asked uh from the perspective of one fc dallas uh homegrown were you were you the first homegrown or second do you I was there was there was one uh, guy Brian Leba he signed first okay and then it was four of us that signed at together same, okay okay and then uh, at the same time but he he asked how has the development of young talent uh, changed in in MLS and, and we know you know we've spoken to uh, a bunch of people obviously Fafa Pico was just on who's now at FC Dallas but clearly the the FC Dallas homegrown system and from someone who went through it how do you feel like it helped develop you as a player and as a person. That was huge. I mean, when I remember when the program was first introduced to, in Dallas, it was all over the news. Uh, FC Dallas was promoting the tryouts and encouraging all the players. They, they wanted the best of the best. And I remember it was my first time I had to, to decide to leave my old team. But it came. they've been huge for me. I mean, my development was amazing. I was playing against the best guys in the country. I was competing with against the best around the, the world. It was also and. I had the best players in North Texas and maybe in, in the whole of U.S. Uh, on my team. I remember those first two years, we were we were really good. We really built a culture and an identity. And the coaching and the, and the coach then was Oscar Pareja, and he really helped us as a group develop and keep growing. He challenged us all the time and especially worked on our mindset and and instilled in us to compete, to compete, to compete, to find a way. That was his, his slogan, Busca la Forma, find a way. And we really took that into our, our heart, our minds, and, went with it and it helped us individually and helped us as a team. And I mean, the, the development has come so big in the U S uh, from when I started, I remember I, uh, I trained three times a week. Now guys are training every single day and they have partnerships with school districts. They have uh, they're training by the pro team in the mornings. I mean, it, it's really stepping up in a, in a good direction. And, and even now you heard that the, the MLS just implemented a new youth uh, program that's going to have a lot of teams in them and, it's unbelievable. Uh, the the development keeps growing, and and it's good because I I grew up through that process, and I'm a proud homegrown, and I, I hope to see many many more guys come up through the system and, and be successful in MLS and even uh, abroad, over overseas and in Mexico and wherever the their career takes them. You actually yeah. one of the things that FC Dallas is known for is, or at least I think it was um, uh, Clievo. I can't remember his name. He wanted the academy kids Cla to play. Cla Clavijo, Fernando Clavijo, Clavijo. Clavijo. He wanted he wanted the the academy kids to play against the first team, and you're you're sort of from that first generation that did that. Does that what is that for those of us who didn't play? And look at me, I'm a fat guy. Obviously, I didn't play. Right? I get <laughs> I I sweat playing FIFA. I'm not even going to try to get out there. But uh, playing against pros at an early level at an early age, how does that change your mentality? How does that actually make you better? What is it about it that makes makes your development advance? I think it just bridges that gap uh, of difference. Uh, going from the academy to the to the first team is a big jump, and especially you don't realize the speed of play is completely different. Uh, I remember when I was uh, 18, signing on to the first team, I was like, "Man, I'm gonna get on here and I'm gonna I'm gonna kill it. I'm gonna ball out," and that was my my mentality. But the reality hit once I started training with these guys, and it was unbelievable to see the the speed of play that these guys play with. And I think that's a the, the big bridge that we have to find a way to gap now and what better way than to like i mentioned i mean we had i remember when i was in fc dogs we had academy guys training with us every single day and maybe bringing them on some younger guys over and giving them a little taste of what it's like and competing against the, the professionals was, was really big for a, a young guy that that believes in that uh, dreams of being on the first team uh, it helps them in, in that i think the speed of play is the the biggest factor once you make that jump from academy to 
Yeah. So first team. Yeah, I always wonder, like, just the, you know, you were talking about MLS changing, kind of uh, having this new system in place. And it's interesting seeing, like, where you came from and where we are now. Uh, th that success story, because there's a lot of people that aren't really happy with how youth soccer is run in the country, but there's clearly uh, success stories. And in, in uh, like, I, I don't even under, I don't know what my exact even question is. It's just more like I'm I'm glad that it, it that it, it worked out and that there's stories like this. But is there is there something that you would say like, yo, this could this could be a little bit better? Uh, from from my growth, even though I, I made it through, is there something that you would change about how, uh, you know, at the youth levels that will, will help others in the future? I mean, what every time I see what the, and I, I mean, I relate back to, to the Dallas boys because I, I, I'm familiar with them and I know the coaches. And I mean, every every step I've seen from, from when I started playing in the academy and training three times a week in the afternoon after school. And, and now they have where they, they have a, an agreement with the school that it counts as a class credit or as a PE oh, okay. credit and being able to train with the guys every day, uh, having uh, athletic trainers there. I mean, it's becoming more and more professional and it's becoming more and more where it's replicating what the first team does. And I think that's huge. I mean, if I, if I had one thing to say is that we should have had that program sooner. Okay. <laughs> we should have been able to train by the size of pros every day. It just makes me feel like I would be uh, that much better. You know, like I, I would have had a, more opportunity to grow and to develop and to have even a better career than what I've had. And I mean, it's hard to say because there's a lot of what ifs, but I'm just happy that, you know, me growing up, my parents weren't really able to provide much for me in terms of traveling and all yeah, that. Yeah. It's expensive. And uh, Dallas really stepped up. And I mean, they came out on the news and said, Hey, if you make our team, you know, we're going to cover that. And it's not just uh, the wealthy people playing. And, you know, it gave opportunity to the best players in that, in that, in our city, in our region. And I really felt that. And I was an example of that, you know. And I'm really grateful and thankful that I, I made that, that move and I made the team and that they wanted me. And, and everything has gone great for me since then. There's so many things popping up on the news that we're recording this actually a week before this airs. Uh, so maybe this changes in a week. But um, there's a lot more whispers. There's rumors, a lot of talks about the league potentially starting back up. Obviously, a lot of players are starting to train in a lot of individual or small groups. Uh, one, is this the longest gap you've gone without playing soccer in since you've signed professionally? And two, what are your thoughts about starting back up? Are you excited? Are you nervous? What are you thinking about? No, I mean, I uh, first of all, yeah, this is the longest that we've gone without playing games, and especially during during the the season. Not, I mean, not, nobody expected this to happen, but um, we're just trying to get through it. Uh, like you said, we're we're training individually for the past two weeks, two and a half weeks now, and it's been hard, man. We're trying to get back in shape, and I think we are in shape. We might be the fittest team in the, in the league now, the way they're having this run. But um, no, the players are excited. We all obviously want to get back to to the field and playing as soon as we can, and. And I think the league and then the clubs are are working through with the players to to try and make it just the best case scenario, and the, so that we can get back to playing in front of of fans. Is it like is your family like are you getting calls from like Diaz like oh yeah me ponte la la mascara you know like because <laughs> family is you know like especially for Latinos it's a very matriarchal like people were I, I get yelled at for going outside of the corner like how does that is that have they started you know sort of uh, bothering you a little bit about this. Yeah, no, I, I think uh, the grandmas are the ones that man. Yeah, they're honest because especially, especially because of the, the baby Luca, he's like they're like, no, don't go to the grocery store, don't pump gas. I'm like, mom, I need to get gas to go to training. Oh, yeah, he's like, no, don't do it, man. They're 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 they call me every day, literally. They yeah. call me every day, and sometimes I call my mom and she's wearing a mask. I'm like, mommy, you're home. I think you'll be okay. She's like, no, but no, like, like, no. I was going to a patio. You know what I mean? You never know. <laughs> the neighbors are crazy. I don't trust them. Yeah. No, that's uh, the, the, yeah, it, it's intense. I mean, there is a there is a concern. I mean, uh, I mean the, the news came out about or, or leaked about the possible tournament in orlando and all this other stuff and obviously the players are, are very concerned uh and have those safety concerns uh as as a, as a player do you lean more towards um uh you know i, I really want to play so i can you know obviously continue to earn a living and 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 move forward and stay in shape uh and, and those things or is it is it you know uh, 
it's hard to make the decision, your career or your health. I'm not asking that, but like, is, is how, how eager are you to get back to playing? Uh, and, and if does, does this tournament thing, I don't know what you've heard about it necessarily. I don't know, you know, but it, does it seem appealing like or reasonable idea? Yeah, I think the toughest, the toughest thing with that, uh, proposal from the tournament is uh, the time that we will be away from our family uh especially me i have my baby you know i I, i'm with him every single day and i run with him and he drives me crazy but i love it and i love spending (laughs) time with him so i think that's the most difficult thing going around the whole the whole league if i could think about uh just players being wanting to be with their families sorry he's crying right now he's not a fan of the idea i can hear (laughs) (laughs) yeah he's not a fan (laughs) and obviously the the number one concern is the safety i mean if they can guarantee if they can make it as safe as possible for us to go there and play and i mean you've seen the we're just talking about uh, watching the wounded league on their back playing playing soccer if we could do it in, in in matters like that then we would be happy to play i mean i'm eager to get back to the field i'm eager to play i'd rather do that than than the trainings we're doing to be honest where we're running we're just running and running and running yeah. uh I, I we live to play soccer and to compete and and i mean thinking about it even further it's a joy that we can give back to to people around the world and to people in the u.s with with this time that's going so tough and give them a little bit of distraction give them a little joy hopefully and and i mean we we want to get back to the field for sure yeah i, I know Go for it, Alexis. My, watching the Bundesliga matches, I'm I'm just excited that soccer is back. Something for me to watch. I'm a huge fan. Um, obviously, we wouldn't have a show if that wasn't the case. But uh, some people have been complaining about the fact that there's no audience, right? There's no crowd. And now they've started pumping in like a fake crowd noise, which I'm okay yeah. with. Everyone's complaining about it. I'm like, this yeah. is kind of fun. They could be a crowd from another country. I can care less. <laughs> just a put little, a crowd in there. Just, it's a little weird to me. It's a little I, weird when there's no one in the stands and you hear people in the stands. <laughs> But what is that like for you watching that? Do you do you sort of does it change how you play if there's no one in the stands? No, absolutely. Absolutely. The, the, the fans, especially the home team, has an advantage with with your fan base. And when they go crazy and they cheer you on and they boost for their team. I mean, it, it's it's compl- it's an advantage. It's a 12 man like they, they like to say it. It honestly feels like that. Uh, I think going back to your comment about the. The German league, it, the last week when they started, or two weeks ago when they started, I, I watched the first game and there was no noise and it was weird to get used to, right? And then now this week they're they're pumping in those noises and honestly, I'm on, I'm with you. I like it. I like that that, <laughs> that it sounds like that, especially for the spectator. You know, as a fan, you'll hear it. And I mean, it's a little weird that there's no fans, but still hearing some background music, yeah. hearing the fans, the chants, and I mean, it, it just feels like a little bit more normality and back to normal. And that, that that's good for the soul. You know, that helps you. That, that keeps you optimistic. It's, and it, it and is. That keeps you going. Yeah, it's like it's weird psychologically because I know there's no fans, but I hear it. And it's it's so I'll, I'll say this. I'll say it's more weird for it to be completely silent than it is to hear fake noise. But I still yeah, like yeah, exactly. it's, it's a little uncomfortable. So this is a big chance for clubs that don't get big crowds to be like, yo, like Google <laughs> crowd noise. It's finally going to be lit in here. You I know? just picture like a, a dude on a soundboard like, all right, well, all right we got a boo button. We gotta- <laughs> Hopefully he doesn't click the wrong yeah. one. Yeah, I know. Right. It's like a bad call, but he hits the goal button. They're like, why is why is the crowd so excited for a red card? They really hate that player. <laughs> I also want to talk about um, uh, Miami. Let's talk about Inter Miami and the fact that, I mean, this, this, the, you know, we got to uh, meet Jorge Mas and David Beckham at the MLS 25th anniversary. And that, that, and I mean, everybody's obviously uh, focused on Jorge Mas and uh, how, how much of a hottie he is. Yeah, right? Beckham, uh, could you get out of the way? We want to talk to Jorge. <laughs> <laughs> no, but there, there seems to be an energy uh, for this club, obviously MLS going back to Miami. Uh, what have uh, even you as, as, you know, not, you know, being uh, from there, but seeing uh, this new club and the energy for for having a, a, a you know a team again in Miami in MLS, uh, how, what has that been like for you uh, getting to witness that? That's been great. I think uh, when I first came, I came last November when they they announced my my trade, and a couple of us came down here to get introduced to to some fans, and we got to meet Jorge, and I mean, re- really great guy, and you could tell he he was very excited to to bring back soccer to South Florida, and I mean, the whole city, the whole city, that that interaction with the fans that night was unbelievable. It was, they threw a party and it was four of us and we didn't have a full team yet. But the, the happiness and the joy on these guys' faces and to have soccer here in South Florida, to have a team to cheer on, you, you could tell, you could tell and you could see it, how happy they were. And I mean, us as players, all we want to do is, even though, like you mentioned, we're not from here, but that hits us to the heart, you know, we want to make 
results happen on the field for them because they've been waiting for so long for for this opportunity and to get into the MLS. And now we're in here and they brought us and I'm grateful for the opportunity and I'm blessed that they they took a chance on me and I'm hopeful that I can repay that back with, with a lot of victories and a lot of joy, especially for, for the times of the city. You know, we, we see a lot on the news, uh, Rodolfo Pizarro, and then the, obviously the big signings, you guys did get to play a couple games. Uh, I'm curious about, um, your head coach, uh, Diego Alonso, obviously coming from, uh, Liga MX and, and, and that, uh, what's been your experience like with him? Uh, you know, he's obviously a storied coach and, 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 uh, a lot of history. What uh, how's it been like for you uh, getting to play for him? No, it's been great. I think uh, Diego is a really passionate guy, and uh, he's a South American coach that is very, very intense. And and but he's a player's coach. You know, the first day we met him, he was clear from from day one that he wanted us to instill in our mind that we were going to be winners and we were going to win something and we were going to create something special here in Miami. And I, I think he really instilled that in, in everybody and everybody decided to, to follow him. And I mean, you see that in the first two games that we had, we on the field, we we're fighting for every single ball, not giving an inch away. And that's the way he is, you know, and, and he's had success everywhere he's been. And we're hoping that he helps us win something because we, we truly believe that we can. If you wanted to give some of the fans, cause I mean, you didn't get to play a lot of games. What do you think is the sense of the style? What is the system in which you guys play? And it's interesting because I think we, we have the, the ability to, to change and to, to move formations and we have the players and, and, and Diego likes that a lot, to be honest. I've, I've had coaches where they stick to one formation and that's what they're, that's their ride or die formation. And with him, he's, he, he adapts, he adapts to the opponents, he adapts to situations during the game that he reads. And, uh, I think it's been good for us. The first game we, we went a certain formation against LA and against DC, we went with a different one. And in DC, we, we played much better. And I'm not saying that's the formation that we have to play, but we felt more comfortable with the ball and, and, it really didn't affect us to move uh, formations. And I, I thought that was impressed with that with, with the players, but that's because of the work that we put in in preseason and the different styles that he tried. And I mean, this guy's a winner. This guy's a winner. And then you can tell in all aspects. I'm curious because I, I, I've heard this from uh, some other players, especially uh, players that, that played abroad or, or, or from another country. They'll say that the American uh, style of coaching is usually adapt, you know, you change things up for who you're playing against. And uh, usually the coaches from uh, other countries are like, no, this is how we play. So it's actually inter- very interesting to hear that that Diego is that interested in adapting and kind of uh, adapting to what, what maybe the, the American player or the American style of coaching. Yeah. I mean, don't, don't get me wrong. He, he uh, has a certain style that he wants to play and he has a certain way he likes to defend. He has a certain way he likes to attack, but then there's, there's times where he, he realizes moments of the games where we either need to do this or do that. And, and yeah, it's interesting to, to, to know and to see that he does, he does adapt to certain situations, but, I mean, he's a very possession-oriented guy, and he, he wants to score a lot of goals. Yeah. And Can't go wrong with that, right? <laughs> Can't go wrong with That's that. That's the guy I want as, as the coach. As long as, you, as long as you don't let him in the back. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, no, I can't imagine a coach trying to pitch himself like, you know what, who cares if we have the ball? And honestly, scoring, we tried it. It's a little boring. <laughs> Is there, um, as far as uh, having David Beckham be an owner of your team, uh, what's, what's been your interaction with, with David Beckham and – isn't it is it weird that this legendary footballer is uh you know essentially your boss uh what what is uh i'm sure that there's a certain fun aspect to it that when it comes to like events and marketing stuff uh what's it like getting to work with david beckham so closely no it's crazy like you said uh i mean i i can't believe that i'm i'm playing for his team and i mean the first time we met him he he took the team to dinner uh that was the first time we were introduced to him to him and, and jorge mas and, and his family and a uh, really cool guy, you know. You 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 talk to him. He talks to you like like normal. Wouldn't even know that this guy is an icon for for the world and the soccer platform. And it's been really cool to see him at practice. Uh, I grew up watching him play. And I I mean, who didn't grow up into like Beckham and all that? Yeah, yeah. I want to yeah. see some of that sometimes in practice. So, <laughs> but uh, I have to I have to make sure when I'm when I'm training, I'm focused and I'm re- I'm there to do my job and and try to not to get distracted by him his his. <laughs> 
presence there, you know, which is yeah. a little hard. But <laughs> it's been really glowing. cool. It's been really cool. The guy glows twenty four seven. Of course, <laughs> he glows. He just glows. You, but you can, you, 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 it, yeah, it, it must be intimidating. Like you're practicing, uh, you know, free kicks, and he's like, "Oh, okay, that's what you're gonna do." Yeah, you have it right there. <laughs> yeah. Ah, okay. You're gonna go with that technique, and you're like, "Well, should I do something different?" Most of the time, an owner is just like a fat old guy who's like <laughs> soccer. You know, <laughs> this is the guy who did it. You know, <laughs> nah, and he's been great to be honest. He, he's uh, always positive, always encouraging us, and always pushing us. And he's been great to have around. You know, it, it's interesting to see if he bites his lip sometimes because you guys make some good points. What if it, you know, we don't know if he's coaching in the inside, but uh, to us, he just he just uh, always being positive and always trying to be fun atmosphere and really building that culture that they want to build over here. Yeah, I That's just get a picture. I'm like, you know what? You know what Sir Alex would have done here is, you know what I mean? Like, you can. <laughs> and you're like, well, you know, when I was when I was in this finals in a U tournament, he's like, well, when I was in the Champions League, and you're like, all right, okay, <laughs> you win. All right, guess who's got a point? <laughs> Old Bex. <laughs> no, but you, uh, you. Speaking of uh, titles, you you uh, did win a title, uh, the the U.S. Open Cup with uh, with FC Dallas. Uh, oh yeah, so you 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 know what it takes to. Uh, to win i'm curious about that tournament and that trophy uh how does it feel to uh win i know especially that year like you guys were really going for the 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 triple um but getting being able to get that that uh, trophy how does it how did it make you feel and then and also not being able to get mls cup like that does it make it feel like well the you know the season wasn't a, a complete loss or whatever I think in the moment when you're in that situation, you you're disappointed when when you get knocked out of the MLS Cup. And uh, but looking at it now down the years, it's hard to win silverware. It's hard to be a champion, and uh, that's the ultimate goal for for a soccer player to to win championships, to win trophies, and to be in the history books. You know, and FC Dallas hadn't won anything in a very long time, and we were part of that that history to to bring a trophy home. And unfortunately, we couldn't do the treble that year, but uh, we 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 brought to two important trophies to, to Dallas that needed it because they hadn't had it in a long time. Yeah, yeah, dude, local boy brings home a trophy. I mean, that's huge. I mean, you're basically LeBron James of Dallas, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Look at you. And you're in Miami. <laughs> you, took a, you took your talents to uh, South Beach. It's all good. It worked out. <laughs> all right. We did it again. Another hit another great we're, episode we're so uh, good at this <laughs> you know, with uh with a top tier talent like victor yeah thank you so much victor uh uh for joining us man we really appreciate it yeah you did awesome uh is there anything you want to let people know before we sign off no i want to thank everybody for for tuning in and thank you guys for having me it was really a pleasure it was really fun and i enjoyed my time and i hope everybody stays safe and i hope that you guys and the players can bring some joy to you guys and on, on TV, hopefully soon. Hopefully. Hopefully, man. So uh, thank you again. Uh, everybody, make sure you follow at Fubo Sports on all social media. Uh, you subscribe to the YouTube channel uh, and follow us at Soccer Cooligans. Follow Victor, too. He has a great Instagram. You know, one of uh, <laughs> David Ackham stepping on his head. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so with that said, uh, so for uh, Victor Ulloa, my name is Christian Polanco. I'm Alexis Guerreros. And together, what are we? The cool